Welcome back, No Means Nerds, No Means Nobody, No Means No Nicks, to the No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing podcast. The podcast where three absolute fucking idiots try their hardest to figure out the very best No Means No song of all time. Uh, I mean, spoilers, there isn't one. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hi. I'm Michelle, and I'm tired of waiting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, entered waiting. So uh, well, then get what, out of the waiting pool. <laughs> hey, everybody. Seat. It's uh, it's good to be back. Um, I'm calling this season uh, our season of inconsistency. What are you going to do, man? No, everyone's cool about it. You don't you don't care. We try to be We're consistent, adults. but what what am I going to say? Life's life's coming at us with all uh, all jets blasting. Yeah, so we do the best we can. Well, uh, exactly the opposite in my case because or, I have water in my bathroom for over a fucking month now. There you go. Holy yeah. shit, man! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Super no fun. jets blasting. No jets blasting uh, for Matthew. How are you cleaning up? Um, He's not. Can you tell? Shower. We... No. That's oh, not fun. Nope. man. That's not fun at all. No, it sucks. Is that roommate turning into a monster? Oh no! Spoilers. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh. Boy, yeah. So there's been lots of that kind of shit, folks. And uh, I mean, no pun intended, I guess. But, um, yeah. you know, hey, just so everybody knows, like, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm not I'm not tired of doing the podcast. That's not the issue. It's just finding the time to do it. We're going to keep doing it. It just may not be as regular as we'd like. But yeah, we're there's good stuff. Jumping in front. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're going to keep it up. Anyway, let's enough prevaricating. Uh, let's move on to the power of positive drinking. Oh, I have a actually kind of a big ass fat whiskey tonight. I am ready. Oh, that for is. It. Look at that thing. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I need it tonight. I'm super tired, but That's I find that whiskey, unlike unlike beer and unlike wine, whiskey actually is kind of a at least temporarily a stimulant for me. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Unlike most other alcohol, so I'm gonna need this so that I can talk tonight. I think so. I'm gonna start gulping this down, Michelle. Gulp, don't do that. Uh, I'm going to have a fake Guinness, but it still gives you that oh-so-sweet widget widget mix. Yeah. It's just, I mean... Yeah. It's just the sound. The sound of... And it's going down my gullet. The sound of freedom. Enjoy. Enjoy. And Matthew, what's your... Horror oh, show for us Look today. At his face. Well, he's I'm not, still he's got a doozy. No, no, no. I'm still um, not, not not drinking booze on the podcast, and even though I have returns to very, very um, light consumption of alcohol in the rest of my existence these days. Um, but anyway, no, I found this thing, and I didn't actually know it was a thing. I was aware of the phrase because of acquaintance of mine used to use it as her her online handle for ages, and I didn't know that it was a thing. I have Pony Malta. What? Pony Malta. Mal- Pony the is the brand. Is Malta is the substance. It is a lightly carbonated, I'm reading off the wiki here, non-alcoholic <laughs> malt beverage brewed from barley, hops, and water. Corn and Barbie? Like Barbie dough? <laughs> barley. Yeah. Oh, but barley. I thought, bar- I thought he said Barbie too, and I'm like, Barbie hops? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is Barbie? It's sort of like a, a, a sweet, I'm, I'm sort of expecting, it's made in Colombia as well. Okay. Wow. So, and it, it says it has uh, 330 cubic centimeters of liquid in here. Um, well, not centiliters, uh, not milliliters, 
centimeters. Cubic, cubic centimeters. God, well, so when you're you, when you're stuffing oh Barbies God. in a glass, you have to me- you have to measure them by <laughs> centimeters. Yeah. So anyway, I'm kind of uh, it, it's it's full of it says energia energia nutritiva, so it's uh, con vitaminas. Whoa! All right. Yeah, all right. Well, I tell also. you, you're gonna get the runs with this. This is the one Try. that gets you the I runs. Think so. No. Whoa! It's got a cap on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it yeah. smells. It smells I, like stout. I think I'm. I'm gonna have really? my. I'm gonna have my yeah. uh, work cut out from us. Your mic is hot. So hot tonight. It's like a yeah. skillet. Yeah, know, what's it's, going it's, on? it's pretty ripe. Yeah, yeah, everything you touch is like it's like this loud. I don't know what's going on with your mic. It's just different tonight. I'll, I still be able to fix oh. most of it in post, but there's something yeah. going on. You know what? I'm just gonna actually. Huh, I didn't. It didn't occur to me. It might be picking up my uh, my my headphone mics. I think it might actually, be because it, it doesn't be. sound like the regular mic. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it, I plugged in my headphones. And let me just uh, hopefully I can switch it midstream like this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just taking a slight interruption. Hey, 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 hey. Matthew, turn down the heat. Hey, something Please. happened. All right. Well, uh, whatever the fuck that just was, we're back. <laughs> Even though you probably, through the magic of editing, don't really know we were gone. I don't know how much I'm going to clip out. But everything shit the bed. But we're back. We're all we're all good. Uh, I got my whiskey. Michelle's got her her fake Guinness. And Matthew and has your what the fuck was that? Pony Malta. And Pony Malta. It. And like I say, it smells like um, kind of like stout. Maybe more like like wart, like raw raw beer. Um, Ooh, but it's raw beer. Wart. Yeah. But then it's got yeah, Michelle. W O R T. Oh, wart. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> Not gotta, like the work you freeze go off with ice. <laughs> I yeah, gotta no, go back to school. It's tasty. It's um, yeah, I wart like tastes like a wart. That's uh, yeah, Barbie hops, the best kind of hops. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, good news, everybody. We're back. We're ready to uh, talk about some songs. We got some, I, I mean, f- listen, I love all the songs that are in this episode. I truly do. It is mm. nice for me not to have an episode where I feel like right. there's, I'm putting my children in the ring to slit each other's throats. Right, right. Like it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy episode, but I don't quite feel as pressured as I have right. in the past. Right. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead and uh, bounce into round one here. Uh, Matthew will go first this time, but let me, let me read off what it is. We're pitting against each other. Into the ring in this corner comes cats, sex, and Nazis. Hey, good job. I said it right. Uh, there's a drinking game going on, by the way, folks. Every time I try to say cats, sex, and Nazis and can't say it right, you got to take a drink. Because um, it's definitely going to happen. Uh, it's off Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy, 1993. But also off of 0 plus 2 equals 1 and a half, uh, the uh, 2012 release, because there was that demo version with Andy. Now, cats, sets, sits, hip, lip, cats oh, sex, drink. and Nazis drink. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, uh, actually lost against the jungle in episode 19. So this is a people's choice. And uh, I was the dissenting opinion. I, I tried to push it through. So I'm very happy to have it back in the mix. Cats, sex, and Nazis goes up against Hello, Goodbye off of one uh, from 2000. And Hello, Goodbye won up against In Her Eyes in episode 29. And that was unanimous. Still feel good about that one, for mm-hmm. sure. How are you guys uh, on your first vote for... Uh, I mean, I, I, it was not easy, Cat se- Sex and Nazis versus the Jungle. I think I just put in a, <laughs> we drink a vote there? just so that Did it had a vote. Right? No, I didn't. I'm just um, so would you guys still... Would that still be your vote? Jungle versus 
cats. I'd have sex to, I'd have to oh. give it a listen, but probably. Yep, probably. Jungle yeah. was against it? Yeah, uh, it's a hard pull. It's a hard I, did pull. I vote for the jungle last time? You did. I probably did. did. I think I'd stick with that. I think yeah. I would. All right. Well, I we're going to. I would stick with that. Uh, Everyone, you remember the format where it's a little different than in the first season. So we're, we have our first topic rounds. We're sort of comparing, contrasting the songs, talking about its writing, lyrics, performance, how well the lyrics fit the music, and, uh, you know, any personal highlights, uh, favorite things, and things that bug us. So we're going to go ahead and dive into that and let Matthew opine for us a little bit. But before we do that, I want to be kind to myself, and I'm going to crack open a book about cats, sex, and Nazis. Look at the pictures. I only read it for the I spy my lizard eye, and everything I say is a lie. And what about you? What will you do when the sound of my voice touches you? When you hear me say, this is true. The sound of my voice touches you. This is true. This is true. The sound of my voice touches you. This is true. This is true. The sound of my voice touches you. This is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. To do that on the Zoom exactly, but uh, no, okay. I you know I'm sorry. Oh, it's right. wow, nice. Cats of Pepsi nachos. Um, <laughs> I don't like how prescient this song is, and I don't like the things it makes me think right now. It may be even more potent than it has ever been, and I found it very difficult to distance my head from uh, current events. <laughs> ah. Uh, both of these songs, I think, are about 
cults or demagoguery in some way, some sort of Jeez. mind control. Uh, one is just quieter than the other one. Um, and I think, you know, cat sex, sex and Nazis was probably, uh, it was really came out at the very beginning and definitely before the ubiquity of the internet. And I think uh, the stuff that it's about is, was more about, you know, the, the multiplication of cable TV and that sort of demagoguery. And uh, now there's the internet, which is like the fractal version. Um, ah, right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is really about like a, a cipher. It's about, you know, uh, there are names I just don't want to say because they get too much press, too much press as it is. Um, but it certainly makes me think of two particular current events kind of figures who have a lot of. Go ahead and name them, you coward. Can you, can you spell them? Name them, um, you coward. One Wart? sounds one sounds like, uh, yeah, sort of yeah. like Wart. One's a fart. Fart. And one's a um, joke. Douchebag? <laughs> Wait, I don't know. what. Totally narrows Putin, it down, but I'm Putin sure. And fucking Tr- Putin, Putin and Trump, guys. Putin. Oh, boy. Oh, yep. oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, boy. Orange yeah. and oranger. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, 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 it's pretty. Cheeto Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't really it. want to talk about him. It's just Mm-mm. that so it's, much of this, so much the, the, the prescience. Uh, pr- yeah prescient of it i think it's a very very robbed song i think they're both very very robbed songs um but i mm, think that mm-hmm. hello hello goodbye is um it, it's like the quiet cult leader the uh the anodyne the the gently convincing whereas the other one is just loud uh until um everybody believes them but uh, you know the structure um is mm. It's kind of a like you know, cat sex and Nazis is is a is a loudspeaker. It is, um, it is a a, a teleprompter. It is a, a televangelist. Oh, that's cool. Teleprompter. I like that. Um, whereas uh, "Hello Goodbye" is really gentle, um, and the structure of it is sort of like a you know, oh here, here's the uh, instructions to, to come meet me, and now we're <laughs> gonna put this thing together, and then um, now we're gonna have our very calm. And very dark ritual <laughs> uh, <laughs> in which um, we will probably die because if you put out a flame, put out, put out a fire with you branches, you will probably die. <laughs> okay. Um, I hadn't noticed that before, or maybe I have, and I just forgot, but uh, yeah, you, you is extremely toxic. Um, and Holy uh, shit, I didn't right, know that. right at the end, you know, they're, they're having the ritual. The smoke is very important. The leaves of the yew tree will smother the brazen flames. So if there's a bunch of people standing around a fire and you smother the flames with yew branches and sort of breathe that in, you are going to hallucinate at the very least. And oh, maybe you hallucinate for one last time. <laughs> wow. So I think that this, it, it's really just of, it could be various aspects of his personality, but it's somebody who is, is, is reaching the end. He's like, you will not follow me. You can see what I'm doing, but you're not going to come with me. Um, hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Minute. I see. I see. And that's Tom saying that I hadn't noticed that before a prophet without disciples, a teacher without mm-hmm. students, it's shepherd yeah. without sheep. It's that one of the bridge. few times you hear um, Tom's voice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder mm-hmm. how much of, uh, of this song had, a little bit more Tom input into it. I think the structure of it, certainly um, the, the sort of lilting 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's very much a journey. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the, the progression of the song, uh, that's why I think the lyrics and the music really go well together. Um, and it's all it's all very light. You know, it's not your typical kind of dark and gloomy. I mean, so many Nomi's No songs are in like a post-apocalyptic landscape or in a dank cave or anything like that. This is a dank very sunny, cave. to me, sunny afternoon. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going off to do something serious. And... Uh, I, I, I've liked this before, and I may have mentioned it before. Till we east, we'll hang the door solid oak. You can't get through. You can't get through that solid oak door. You can't see through it. And that blocks off the morning light. That brongs, blocks off innovation. That blocks up new ideas. Um, to the west, bay windows letting in the light. That's nothing but you know the sunset. That's nostalgia. That's the that's the end. Um, place to be a place to read to spend a place to spend the night you know um it is someone preparing or going into the going into the uh, off into the sunset um and i i think maybe they're you know accepting it but there's something darker in this and it's not quite as blatantly dark as cat sex and nazis but um i think they both both songs convey the song structure like um you know, Cat Sex and Nazis talks about zombies and it is just a lurching thing. It's a lurching headless mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the media, the systems of control. Um, the lyrics are very, very quotable, pithy, funny, also scary as hell. Um, I think, you know, the highlights of this song is that it um, is super disturbing. And the lowlights is that it's super disturbing. Horseshoe <laughs> <laughs> um, theory. It's not a song that you know maybe i would listen to it if i if i kind of want to laugh i kind of want to have like a sardonic um think about stuff it's not a fun song to listen to not really um you know it's funny but uh it's not very it's not an ass shaker it's not, not really. a yo ho ho positive <laughs> kind of song no no ass shaker yeah um it's kind of like there's an aspect of kind of changing channels it reminds me actually of the the dead Bob character, the new dead Bob character, the the dude kind of just zoning out, oh. watch watch a TV, the fat dude with an eye in his forehead. <clears throat> so it's like, oh yeah, this, the, so, the song kind of feels like absolutely changing out, channels, man. but with this constant guttural throb, um, oh, yeah, yeah. the throb of Rob, um, Rob throb, the Rob throb. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to reel that one in right now. But yeah, that lurching riff. Um, and, you yep. know, and he's so fucking smart. Like a stable genius. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, um, help us. In uh, Hello Goodbye, I mean, I, I really like I really like this song. It is a sleeper for me. It's it's definitely one that, um, you know, I've voted it up last time. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I think I dismissed it before because the be, precisely because of the, the really, really anodyne. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. It's, it's just, it's kind of silly and it really Sesame belies Street. what the, what the song is actually talking about. And mm-hmm. uh, um, like I say, I like it more and more and um, really like the, the up kind of bouncing drums, really great hi-hat playing mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i like hearing tom's voice i like that there's organ but it's a fantastic drumming song as well god it's so good it's so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. 
And that um, that hi hat, or not? It's not even a hi hat. Some of the symbols he's using in this, mm-hmm. he's using them in the way I have just not heard in very yeah. many other No Means No songs. I love how the bass line becomes really fluid. He starts open more open notes uh, in the. It's the same bass line, but he just more ringing, more open towards the end, like they're kind of going off somewhere. But uh, you know, you will not follow me, um, despite the fact that you're with me. And we're going to the same place. You won't follow me. I, that's kind of the feeling I have. Like, I don't really care whether you're with me. Everything is really, um, he, he delivers everything really in the really matter of fact tone, except what shall we sing? You know, uh, it's the same tone as uh, like, you know, a place to place to be, a place to read, um, place to spend the night, you know, hand me up the cap and I'll read the book. And together we'll all sing. It's all very like a, a preacher, but sort of a, a quiet sort of preacher. Not the guy with the sunglasses and the, the stogie. Um, yeah. Quite. He's not the Mr. Wrong preacher. He's, he's yeah. not the Mr. Wrong preacher, but he, no. he's more he's more subtle, but every bit is convincing. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's mm. you know, it, it, with indifference rather than lies. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, brilliant, brilliant songs to compare. Uh, I like them both a lot. Um, Cat, Sex, and Nazis, as I have said probably before i I find it's um i mean maybe this is better said in the next section it's a bit of a novelty song in some ways not in all oh yeah i I see what you mean yeah but uh it has you know more way more samples than um than any other no means no song like notable Mm -hmm. like identifiable notably notable Mm -hmm. and that's that's part of the point you know and references references well i'll talk about yeah I'll, i'll wait till my bit to talk about that and and that's i think i was maybe it was last episode i was talking about how um mr happy generally is to me it's the album that reflects it it is of its time and it is easier to identify uh, a lot of the contemporary influences and references than most other nomizo albums i'd say I mean, Dan Rather is pretty punctuated reference. It's one of the more like (laughs) time locked references. And then in the in the zero plus two equals one and a half, it's Phil Donahue. Right. So, yeah, in both versions, there's a very time locked reference that becomes less relevant as you crawl through the decades. Dan Dan Rather's still writing. Uh, I read. No, I know. I just mean he's not he's not what he doesn't mean what he did back in 93. No, certainly not. Certainly not. Man. Yeah. Well, excellent. I'd love that back, honestly. All right, you got any got anything more for us, sir? No, that's probably I can run my for mouth round one. And, well, yeah. yeah, well, you'll have you'll get another crack at this, Michelle. How about you? What do you think All of right. these two suckers? Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. That's from the price. <laughs> that's from the Price is Right, and God, that's I know right. that because I used to uh, worship that show and fake being sick. So oh man, that's, like, we all have that in common, right? Like oh, I get that. Oh, barley Coat bar- Junction. This this tastes like barley sugar. That's what barley it does. Sugar. It took they me a while. That doesn't sound good to me. English barley people, sugar. English people, British people <laughs> listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like uh, maybe old people candy, but um, yeah, that's what it reminds me. Ew. of. It's oh, the it's Werther's candy. original of uh, it, beers. It, or it tastes beers? like sweet stout. Strangey, you'd probably like it. That sounds, I don't know. That sounds no, pretty good. I don't know. It nope. looks like red nope. wine. All right, Strangey, go ahead. What's up? All right, uh, the the price is right, and then we care a lot from Faith No More, and you guys will have to tell me. Uh, the other stuff at the beginning what's he say our wives can often keep in power lies can often it's, give you power oh, lies can often give you power lies and, can and you often know, the, give you power for the longest time i thought it was lies can <laughs> often keep you in power that's what i mm. thought he said 
I thought he said wives, like husband wives. Wives nope. can often keep in power. No, lies mm-hmm. can often give you power. Are you? Oh, <laughs> we're hearing all three different stuff. That's crazy. But I like the wives thing. Now I'm going to start listening yeah. to that. <laughs> wives can often keep in power. Maybe they should. My wife. <laughs> okay, here's Snow Means Snow keeping up with the times and being beastie boys and the sampling bits that lead into a raunchy rompous jaunt down the street in a demented parade. This tune is not filled with incredible gymnastics, but is indeed intriguing as hell with all the fun stuff they add in. I especially like the ones where the band members themselves react or answer back to the lyrics. You know what I'm talking about. They're, they, they're having a lot of fun with this. Finding out through Jason's book and all of the interviews John's been doing lately, he's he's got this thing with horn sections in his music, and that's pretty prominent in this one. Um and I, does is this on the Dead Bob set list? Because it should be. I think it'd be kind of cool if they did that. They could I think it's it. probably for John maybe too much of a Rob focus song. He really? seems to want to do more of the, but I don't know. But it's not on the set list yet. But I'd love to see them do it. I, it'd be kind of cool. He seems to be avoiding the ones that are real because this one's not a gymnastic song. This is a Rob. No. You know, full full on, and it's he seems yeah. to be avoiding those a little bit more on the set list. Oh, but who knows? Okay. All who right. knows? I just figured it was something the band could do with all the members. Oh yeah, well of course they could. You know, Take fucking rocket. Yeah. Uh, hello, goodbye. I have a feeling Rob wrote this, but it's also very Tom to me, especially the beginning. Mm. The transition between the sections contains some good seamless songwriting, and overall, it's a good blend of every member of the band. Every member is is taking part in this one. A great highlight, like you mentioned, Matthew, is John's hi hat work. I really like the riffs Rob plays in this one, and it's it's matter of fact in some spots. It feels like a moving picture in another. I kind of don't get the "you three follow me" part. I, I'm look, I'm 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 talking about this musically, obviously. I, I I'm not paying attention to the lyrics at all but the the you three follow me kind of thing was just kind of a whoa what it just kind of got dropped in there it seems it Mm. seems a bit seems like a little bit empty i don't know am i an asshole no i mean i think Uh, i don't i don't necessarily agree but i hear what you're saying on that i can totally get the right it's it is a it is a interval it's a weird interval yeah yeah in the Mm -hmm. music that's what i'm that's what i'm saying but not not as eloquently uh, Rob is mentioning tons of trees and their heavier meanings, and the whole song seems deeper than it sounds. That's all I have. All right, nice. Yes. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't, on its face, disagree with anything you guys have seen or said, rather. But I, I definitely read both these songs kind of differently, especially Cat Sets and Nazis. Cats, Sex, and Nazis. Drink, everyone. I got Fuck it. that one up. <laughs> uh, to me, to me, much like my politics, this is an absolutely meta song. I think this is Rob 100% just talking about him and his relation to songwriting and his audience. I, I think that there's a lot in this about, you could definitely, I can see you're reading Matthew 100%, but I also think this is really biographical. I think this is, hey, and really about the nature of truth. I've had so many conversations with Parker about this. It's helped me kind of refine my my thoughts on this song. But um, this idea of how one can be very earnest and believe something. And yet because of, as Rob is often obsessed with this idea that one can never actually communicate the truth of one's experience or frankly, the truth of anything to anybody else, because truth right. is ultimately ineffable to any of us that as earnest as one can be, everything one says is going to be a lie. 
and that these people who are like, in a, in a sense, what came to me in, re, in listening to the song a lot this time around was this song is the fucking noose to this podcast, which is Dead Bob. Like this song hangs us. This song is, ta- oh. is like talking about us and saying like, you want to fucking pour over my lyrics? Go for it. But it's just fucking, why does it, why Why do I keep saying this overall, over all the time? Because it rhymes, moron. Like you're reading yeah, way yeah. too much yeah, into this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's basically like, I feel bad listening to the song. So I'm like, yeah, I'm doing exactly what he's talking about. Like I'm <laughs> reading too much into it. I'm trying to put myself into the meaning. Why don't you just I'm don't... pulling all this meaning. But his head, his head is empty and his bowels are full, right? Like I really get this sense of him on the one hand saying, I really believe all the things I say to you. It's just that none, none of them are true. That is not a trite thing he's saying. I think he's nope. really saying that in a, in a really earnest sense. It's like, no, no, no. I, I, do, I do believe what I'm saying when I write it, but don't take oh. it as truth. There is no truth. You can't, there is nothing that's true. Why do they call me Mr. Happy and so sarcastic? Because I'm so Oh fucking God. smart. That's it's Rob taking like the piss out of himself yep, yep. and being like, I, you know, yeah, I'm really fucking smart and fat lot of good. It does me. I still, I still am a heart that's full and yet also bleak at the same time. Right? Like how can a heart be full and still be bleak cold and alone, hard as stone. Like I think he's talking about himself this song really is meta to me on a really deep level. I think it's fucking brilliant for that. And it also excoriates us as an audience invites us in but also says but listen man we can don't take anything i'm saying too seriously don't fucking look too deeply into it it's all bullshit i don't know what i'm talking about i'm a fucking idiot i'm not i i'm, I'm so fucking smart that's that's what everyone's gonna say about me <sighs> musically i think this song's fucking great it's fun as hell yeah. i love all the references i love it's got the pink panther in there you know it's got um nanny 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 at the end he's got that little <laughs> guitar solo with the na- that mm-hmm. little part like there's just so many great fucking references Re- read in the book that the um musically this is it was interesting to me that the uh zombies are human li- like human flesh was for a different song that chorus was from a different song oh shit and they were like hey it works well in this one let's put it in here it's like they didn't write it to be part of this it was from something else they're like read hey that, book again, that actually works good in this all right let's do it which is kind of like all right fucking pastiche let's this that's i mean that's so on brand with the song anyway which was so sampled they sampled themselves <laughs> they're like hey, let's sample <laughs> yeah. this other other bit that we had written for something else and put it in here um uh Every band's done that. So Every band. what what I'm saying about the meta part, it actually, to me, I think dovetails and is just an additional layer to kind of what you were talking about, Matthew, which I also think is there. This idea of how how one can can manipulate people through lies and, and be very earnest about it and still just not fucking believe it and be full of shit. And I think it is very prescient in that way. But it really, I, I can't listen to this song and not feel that it's a thousand percent uh Rob being super meta like my politics which until I listened to it for this round two it did not strike me that way and then I went like oh, of course that's 100% yeah, feel yeah, confident that's Chet. what this song yep. is about I have no yep. doubt and I feel that way too I read I to the song I'm like I can't listen I can't hear this any other way it's Rob hanging me by my own noose for looking too much too deeply into his into his shit i defy you to see through me nothing is nothing is all that you will see exactly and i love as rob often does he'll play with verses i I think i talked about this when i talked about it before but um 
he says, uh, I spy with my lizard eye and everything I see is a lie. And mm-hmm. then in the second time he says that, he says, everything I say is a lie, right? So he just takes one word oh, and changes yep, it word. and yep. yet deepens the his his yep. interrogation of what he's saying a little bit more. Um, yeah, musically, this is not a, it's not, uh, it's not a, uh, there's no gymnastics going on in this song, uh, yeah. but it fucking grinds and, yeah. it, and, and that, and that zombies eat human flesh part, that is a, that is a funky it ass riff. Well. Ta- I, that gets my ass shake. And you say this is not an ass shaker. That, that's a fucking, that riff rocks. <laughs> um, and I think, th- um, I absolutely adore that part at the end when um when he starts saying uh uh god what is it god what is the part fucking i'm trying to find it um uh oh yeah uh here i am so i'm looking at the what lyrics. you got the lyrics fucking, right there i'm trying oh to get the god, lyrics look at you god damn it where's the where the fucking what am i trying to talk about like oh yeah um and what are you gonna do uh and when you hear me say this is true and the sound of my voice touches you this yeah, is that's true. Cool. This is true. And yeah, the sound like of that. my voice touches you. That is yeah. so ominous yeah. and yet so direct. And I really feel like Rob is looking me right in the fucking face and going, yeah. okay. You're getting very sleepy. Okay. Yeah. And and well, actually just trying to wake me up, not put me to sleep, but being like, oh, oh. this do not fucking try to project too much onto me. Like, what are you going to do when, you know, like what's your relationship with my music? What is your relationship with my music? Take a moment and interrogate that for yourself. And just the way he delivers it is so menacing and yet authentic at the same time. I don't know. Rob's vocal performances are just fucking great. And this one is so rich with irony. It's so dripping in irony and Mm -hmm. yet sincerity at the Mm -hmm. same time, which is, I don't know. It's one of the things I love about this band. They can hold these two opposite feelings at the same time shove them on my face and go eat both of these fucking handfuls of dung right now yeah and i will enjoy it i will enjoy the flavor of it um i'd never lie that was the first time and that was the first time um so hello goodbye on the other hand uh i still also stand by the fact that i think this song is one of rob's talking about something very universal and i think this is a song that uses a very prosaic kind of laconic, as you talked about Matthew narrator to game out how religion turns into from a, a something that holds a community together and, and is just a way for people to deal with each other all the way through the complicated bullshit. It becomes, I think this Uh, is a, it's a treatise on how religion goes from where it started to where it went. And I, and while that you could absolutely layer on cultishness on that, Mm-hmm. I think it's more than that. I think it's past just a cultishness into talking about how it starts as something that's just a matter of how humans relate, which to me is why it's hello, goodbye. Those are the two almost most basic things that humans relate to saying hello and goodbye. The arrival and departure of another being from your space oh is some God. of the most basic communication you can fucking have. So that's like the root of all human communication. Oh, hello. Goodbye, and then everything yeah, else. Yeah, where's fills the bathroom? That one the, too. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the, my bowels are full. Everything else kind of fills the gap in between. <laughs> but it starts so simply about just like, well, just you grab the boxes, you put this here, everything's cool. This is where you find me. All the way through that last verse, which is, "Don't spill the blood of the oxen on the altar. 
this is the kind of wood we use to smother the flames. And I think it is a really interesting point that you make that you would make hallucinogenic or poisonous flames. Like, I don't, Rob's not lazy. He probably fucking knew that. So that's a really good pull. But it, it gets into that level of complication. And I think there's a real beauty and subtlety in the lyrics of how each of the verses deepens the commentary on how religion changes from one thing into oh its God. final overcomplicated form. And that's why, I, th- I mean, this song is so underrated to me. I think it's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, musically, I love the way the bass and the guitar trade lead. Sometimes the yeah. guitar is kind of taking a lead. Sometimes the bass takes the lead line and the guitar is taking the line that would be the dum, 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 but that's the guitar now. And then now the bass is going like, you know, like they, they're trading off and on and it's so fucking great. And of course there's the organ underneath it. As you mentioned, Matthew, the drums in this song are fucking outrageous. They're outrageous. How is John Wright a human being? I just, it's, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And, nice and the way that it's one too. Well, yeah. that's the other thing. He's such a, I mean, on all fronts, this guy is absolutely incredible. And, and the drums behind the song are incredible. Yep. yep. And if I'm to compare and contrast these songs, like musically speaking, Hello Goodbye is way more mature, way more interesting, way more layered. I hear what you're saying, uh, uh, Michelle, about that interval, about the you uh, yes. um, three, follow me. And yes. the, uh, um, but Makes me cringe I actually, a little bit. I, I, I get it, but I actually really like that. I feel like there's All these right. intervals to me. Like if I'm looking at the meaning of the song and how the lyrics and everything, you know, I, I like to talk about the holography of these songs. Those are those areas of interval where there are jumps and changes in the way that like ritual and religion change from one place to another. When you get someplace, it's like, wait a minute, you three follow me you three follow me. And suddenly now you're into a whole new fucking era where all this other shit's going to start. Everything's going to change again. But there are these punctuated parts where, whether it's a fucking prophet or whether it's whatever, where somebody gets some big bright ideas and takes what came before and really changes it. And those are moments of almost chaos, but also quietude. And so I, it, it fits to me. It feels, mm-hmm. it feels of a, uh, feels of the right nature of what it's saying in, in mm. terms of, musically and and to me structurally what he's trying to say in the song um but it also is like it's a bright song (laughs) and whereas mr happy it's a a progression it's a journey it's a progression right and mr happy is not mr happy is a fucking it's funky but it's a dirt i see what you're doing it's a yeah man that's not what it's Um, called though you just don't want to call it that i know i know um, I sound, you sound, can call it Mr. Whiskey, Happy. Mr. Happy. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I think the 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 cats, sex, and Nazis. Oh, reading boy. it as a checking Nazi, cash and Percy, as a as a a song where Rob is bearing a part of himself that's very uncomfortable to admit. When someone who's mm. so smart will admit that they're full of shit at the same time as wanting to hold on tight to what they believe. That's really vulnerable. I, I, there's a part of this song that feels incredibly vulnerable to me while also throwing up a 40 foot brick wall and saying, fuck you. You will never know. You will never know what's going on in my head ever. I'll try to tell you, God, is that a I will you really try to, to tell you, I'm going to try my hardest to tell you what's going on in here, but you will never fucking know. 
Just what is like going on in here? The line in "Hello, goodbye." You stand over there, and I'll stay here. I'll stand. I'll stand over here. Yeah. I mean, listen. Rob has these. He's a fractal man in his songwriting. It's uh, these themes reflect everywhere, right? And I think "Hello, goodbye" is a very almost universal, broad brush. And "Cat Sex and Nazis" to me is a very meta personal song. But yeah, they both they they can can in certain ways reflect uh, similar themes. Um, I will note one of my weird little bits of trivia I realized here that this song as recorded on the real LP is the very last time we hear actual Andy because that mm. at the very end of that song where he goes like, is this on? Is this thing on? Is this oh, on? Yeah, is this yeah, thing yeah. on? That's Andy's voice. And that's yeah. it. That's a rap for Andy ever on no means no, but that's the very last time you hear his voice ever. Oh, and that was from wow. the demo, right? Like that wasn't him recording it for this. I'm sure because he was, re he recorded the demo and they clearly brought some of that on for the, for this track. But so yeah, last time you ever actually hear Andy on any song is I believe cats, sex and Nazis. Wow. Uh, but great, great, great fucking pair of tunes. I guess I will leave it at that for round one. Probably got more to say for round two. Matthew. What's your round two thoughts? Um, okay. That? In terms of representative, I would say um, in a lot of ways, Hello Goodbye is more representative, like I said, of a mm. typical No Means No song in some ways. Um, in terms of the structure and the music and everything like that, the um, uh, structurally atypical, I guess, is, is uh, Cat Sex and Nazis a, a little bit. And um, yeah, it's, it's, an odd, it's an odd duck um and as such it's maybe when i would introduce newbies to in a certain type of newbies i think a wider mm. i think there are things for people who listen to metal or goth music or industrial music or whatever there's something for them to latch on to little nugs yeah um mm. whereas um you know hello goodbye maybe less so it's a hello goodbye is not an introductory no means no song uh it was not for me it took me a long time to uh, listen to and appreciate it for the way that I do now. I certainly, well, w one as a whole was really like that in a lot of ways. Yeah, for me. Yeah, like, yeah. I was not receptive to what one is when one came out. Mm. That's for sure. Um, I would say, yeah, Cats, Us, and Nazis, it's very well known. Um, it's one that people who don't know, no means no very well will tend to bring up because it's so memorable. The, the song, the, oh, name, yeah, is, yeah, the yeah, name is yeah. memorable. Um, so it's important as a song that people know, I think uh, Hello Goodbye should be better known. Um, but uh, it, would it be one that I was like, go to a, a newbie, you need to hear this song? No. I, I don't right. think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Michelle, how about you? I don't like round two. I can't follow you guys. You can. Please do. Just, all right. Just talk. But it's, uh, no, all right. Okay. Uh, just jabber. Uh, all right. No self-consciousness uh, allowed. Uh, well... I'm just not. All right, all right. Uh, I looked at this more and what what kind of envelope you would put these in, and and cats is more of their experimental phase when they were doing some weird stuff, mm -hmm. and um, hello is more of the end of their phase under their career winding down a little bit. Um, I think cats is that's a, I, I might have a problem saying the name too so i just shortened <laughs> it to cats <laughs> cats yeah, cats yeah um rum tum tiger oh. yeah i i think that is more 
sounding like no means no more of their uh, strategy and songwriting than the hello goodbye but maybe i'm missing something you guys always bring up some really great points and it just makes me think a lot and and i hope it does for other people too i think i'm on your page on this one michelle we'll see when i get to round two but i kind of agree whoa what that cats is more of a that it's of their, more representative of their recipe, than, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think it is, but I I I do love the introduction of all the, the samples that that were done, and um, I, I really like the 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 back and forth with the band members. I think it's a riot. I think it's really fun to listen to. All right, so that's all I'm gonna do for for round two for Michelle. Uh, what about wait? What about newbie stuff? I want to know. Oh, what you think that's about round three. Isn't it? All right, our newbie. Okay, look. Uh, if I had to pick out which one of these, I would probably pick out Cats yeah. to play for somebody. Uh, I would That's not. That's the czar rule. Good. You remembered the right. czar yeah, rule. Right. Yeah, I did I did the czar rule. Um, but I'm telling you, I got, I got some rules when I play No Means No for anybody. And there's like a pack of three. And these, well, you could say no to these, both of these, right? Like, well, I know, but not, that's what I'm saying. Like, neither of these two. I, 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 I wouldn't choose either of these two to yep. play for anybody at all. Gun to your Unless head, they though, wanted you to, to, you know. Gun to your I, head, if you had to choose one of these, which of them would they be? I agree well, with that, you. I don't think either of these is would that be my the vote ones, or who I would play. No, 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 no. Of what you would play of either. Oh, of these I'd songs. play. I'd play cats, sex, and Nazis okay. for somebody just because it's more interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like cool. Well, yeah. I don't know about that, but yes, I I hear you. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Um, right. it's more obvious. I mean, I think funny for sure. It's funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I, I, in terms of which one is more representative, I, I do think cats, sets, and Nazis. Cats, Jesus Christ. Cats, oh my sex, God, and so Nazis. Great. Oh, you guys out there are drunk if you play this drinking game. <laughs> um, I think it's incredibly representative of their oeuvre, but in a way that's almost like it's a parody. It's a distilled parody of their oeuvre in a way, right? Like yeah. because oh. it's it's their oeuvre on steroids. It's their humor. It's their yeah. earnestness. It's their irony. It's their willing yeah. to poke fun at themselves. It's their willing to poke fun at the world. It's Rob's ability to make fun of himself and yet be and also honest. It's that idea of or the, being able to hold irony and sincerity in in both hands at the same time, equally right. Weighed. It's the it's the Rob's ability to convey so much. And and such opposite things within two different I mean, lines that are back to back. Such it's, a direct nod to faith, no more. Such a direct nod ha- to faith, to no ro- more. It's a it's a it's it's got their humor. I mean, yep. they are just having a fucking great time in both versions of this. The one they did with Andy and the one they did with uh, on their own, just the two of them. They love to put references and, and I mean, John, especially probably, right? Like the references and in jokes and there's so many fucking jokes in this. I came to work and I brought my lunch, which is a joke <laughs> about wrong, right? About uh, brainless wonder. Like they're mocking themselves. They're being meta. So, so much of this is like a, a meta oeuvre song. A so, meta oeuvre. Oh my but it's, God. but it's, so I do think it's very representative. Hello. Goodbye. I love this song. I don't think it's representative of them at all. I think it's such an outlier. I think whoa, you listen to this song, whoa. I'm like, whoa, this is No Means No, in the best way, right? Like, in the way that's yeah, like, holy shit, this is it. No Means No? This is the yeah, same wow. band mm. that just did fucking, uh, fucking Under the Sea? Or like, I don't know, like what else, you know, like Our Town? Fucking, it's, it's so different. Yeah, um, yeah. But it also does have that real kind of, I, I wonder if there's not, I, I think, Sorry, let me complete a sentence here. I think Rob has said that this was a very Rob album, even in the composition, 
Yeah. I don't know that we have full details on this. This feels like it maybe had a little bit more of John's composition in it. There's something a little more mm-hmm. proggy, a little more yeah, the yeah, way yeah, the sure. keyboard really comes in. This feels like it has more of John's musicianship underneath it huh. than some of the other songs on this album. So I wonder about that. I thought um, it was Tom on that one, honestly. It, it could be Tom, but it doesn't. I don't know. It just it could it could be. It could be. Yeah, I just I sensed more of John's musicianship on this on the yeah, musical yeah. composition of this. Um and in the way that it's surprising to me musically, it definitely fits in their oeuvre because that's another part of their oeuvre where you listen to them and you're like, what the fuck? This is that same band? So yeah, it's representative in that way. Um Czar rules. Uh, Catches and Nazis every time. Like I would play this song for a lot of people. Would not be my first choice. But Matthew, kind of like what you said, there's enough little nugs in this that nugs. somebody's gonna like part of it. Let's say they're a Faith No More fan. Oh, that's Faith No More. Oh, yeah, oh, so that's Price is Right. Like anybody from the '90s you play this from is gonna be refer is gonna recognize a lot of the things. They don't have to understand what it is. In my view, nobody who is, hasn't listened to all of fucking No Means No is gonna really understand this if they understand it at all to me because it's a song about no means no and so what are you gonna get out of it really but you don't have to it i can shake my butt to it i think it's fun as fuck i can bug out to it all the i can bug out to it i think all of the jokes are funny you don't have to understand them for them to sound funny even if you don't get it it's still fucking funny and (laughs) just that that last line that's so fucking Mm -hmm. smart and then the parade music great it's just great um, all of it is great. So I yeah. would introduce Catsets, Sex, and Nazis uh, any day over Hello Goodbye. Now that said, I have actually introduced Hello Goodbye to some newbies because I think it's their least aggressive song. I think it's a song you can play for someone oh. who does not like punk at all, and they'd still really fucking love it because it's really not punk. This song, I don't think. Nope. It's and true. yet. And so I you, I think this song has a wider audience. I think there are people who I would not introduce to other No Means No songs, period. And yet well, I'd go, them. you actually might like Hello Goodbye. This song's pretty great. Listen to this. So it's like a little in my pocket, like, hey, check out this song for folks I that I know, know would never listen to Cat Sex and Nazis. Um, so I don't know. A little, uh, little, uh, a, well, little I, I have no idea where this is going, honestly. I like this. Yeah, I think this is going to be diff- interesting. Yes, so this is a little juicy. Scold around three, the votes. Matthew, you're up first. Hello, goodbye. Oh, oh my God. Oh, from the outside, ladies Holy and gentlemen, down the, down the foul line, yeah, Hello, goodbye think, gets a vote. I think if I was going to listen to No Means No, I might put on Hello, goodbye. If I was going to go listen to Cat Sets and Nazis, I'd listen to Cat Sex and Nazis. But oh, my God, go that's funny. No Means No. <laughs> Cat Sets, Sex and Nazis is not the first song I put on. Nice. Look at that. Love it. I, I might even Michelle. skip it if I'm not, not in the mood for it. Oh, oh. That. Shots fired. Michelle, what are you, where, where are you at with this, these two? I'm going to vote for Cats, Sex, and oh. Nazis. Oh, yes. ladies and gentlemen. It's a tie. Bottom of the ninth. I have no idea where you're going. Bottom of the ninth. Okay. Well, fuck. Fuck. I don't know where I'm going either. Oh. Um, I love both these songs. I think Hello Goodbye is one of the is one of the as you said, it's never been a grower for me. Like I love this song. It's what was one of the highlights when I first listened to this album. I was blown away by this song. I loved this whole album, but this song I was like, what the fuck? This is so good. So this has long been a favorite of mine. Absolutely love it. 
Um, I think Hello Goodbye, more of the fan base should embrace this song and love it. Mm. However, Cats, Sex, and Nazis is like no means no DNA fucking give me a fucking break. This song cannot go now over Hello Goodbye. I love Hello Goodbye, but Cats, Sex, and Nazi is like Jesus Christ. Like that's a tattoo of no means no. That's just it is so distilled of so much of what makes them what they are. In a way that Hello Goodbye yeah. doesn't. It's a better song. I'm going to say that. This is where it starts to get weird. I think Hello Goodbye is a better song structurally in the sense of the musically. I like it better in certain ways, but I love the shit out of Cats, Sex, and Nazis. And I think wow, it's you're more saying important. it better now that you voted for it. So it's I, I am definitely voting for Cats, Sex, and Nazis as my vote. Wow. It's going through. It wasn't actually wow. that close. But I love Hello Goodbye, and I'm sad to see it go because it's a great fucking song. Hmm. Interesting wow. to me. Wow, that was an interesting round. Holy shit. Yep. Holy hmm. shit. Yep. All right. Well, goodbye, hello. And uh <laughs> we're gonna goodbye, move hello, into our, we're gonna move into our listener submission. And um this week uh I'm gonna read from a listener, Ged. And Ged, thank you so much for sending this in. You have a fuller name. But you introduce yourself as Ged, so I'm not going to call you as anything else it. than that. I love that. And I'm not going to do a fake British accent, even though I can do a really bad one, because you're from the UK. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ged. I'm from the UK. I thought that I should get in touch and share some of my words. Thanks for the excellent podcast. I've listened to all the episodes at the time of writing. Yeah, read this Thank out on you. the show if it pleases you. Mm-hmm. should give someone a laugh. Well, I wrote a first draft of the story a while ago, but further shit happened that I thought might be worth mentioning. There's one silly story and one serious story, but the latter has a happy ending. I cannot actually pinpoint the first time I heard No Means No, but I can tell you that it was in the 80s, so a long time ago. Mm. I would have been at school and rapidly discovering all sorts of music, but I can tell you when my grandma first heard I can tell you when my grandma first heard No Means No. <laughs> I was staying with my grandparents while my family were on holiday. I think I didn't get to go on holiday because I had exams or something, but with all those years intervening, only the musical details are etched into my memory. I'd compiled a cassette of music, including Alternative Tentacles' finest musical treats of the time, for my stay. I did not want to disturb my grandparents with loud punk rock. However, they were happy to let me play the tape in the kitchen as I was revising or perhaps pretending to revise. But I heard my gran on the phone to my mom saying, he's listening to his music. It's quite good, actually. (laughs) <laughs> as, Beauty, as Beauty and the Beast was playing. Oh a bit God. of a change from Cliff Richard, but unquestionably a seal <laughs> of approval. Oh, man. This was just before Wrong was released. I told you it was a long time ago. My life was already changed by the day everything became nothing, and it was radically changed again with this new release by the same band. Set. Excuse me. Sadly, I never got the opportunity to play this one for my grandparents. If I had done, I have would probably have skipped songs with obvious swearing on them anyway. Aww, However, my late grandmother's endorsement is why I would vote for Beauty and the Beast over Big Dick. Otherwise, oh. I could not choose between them. The foregoing was the first draft of my message to you all. And then on the evening of November 1st, as I was listening to that very special podcast with John, Halfway through the episode, I was rudely interrupted by a heart attack. Holy Mm. shit! Nothing to do with the content of the show, I hasten to add, but rather a latent condition that I never knew I had. I've never had a heart attack before, nor do I want to repeat the experience. A couple hours later, I was being rushed to the hospital, 
Thanks to our fantastic National Health Service, I was being treated promptly as I was laying in a hospital bed, thinking how unusual a turn of events this all was. Oh my God. I had the best possible result from the angioplasty, according to the diagnostics, and basically felt pretty good less than 24 hours after the emergency. Many thanks to my wonderful friends, Jonathan and Samantha, for looking after me when I was discharged from the hospital. They also visited me from day one of my hospital stay and brought some books and other things. One of which was Michael Azarad's Our Band Could Be Your Life. Your Life. Yeah, nice. I read much of this during my several days in a hospital bed, a book that is extremely evocative of the 80s and brought about many nostalgic thoughts of that decade. A little little over a week later, I was able to finish off listening to the John Wright special and also listen to the subsequent-ish episode, and I have now caught up. Well, oh, dead. Holy shit, brother. Yeah, I, I'll to say. think that someone had a heart attack when they were listening to our podcast and it was <laughs> oh, not because God. of one of our dumb fucking votes <laughs> is I just it's not hyperbole. Oh, That's man. I am it's so not glad dead. to hear. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear you're okay. And I yeah. hope you're still listening oh, and heart God. attack free. But uh and this was one of those ones that I think we I missed. It got sent in maybe, actually, I guess it was last November, so it wasn't that long ago. That's when we interviewed John, so it's not that old. But, uh, Gad, thank you so much for sending this in, man. That was fucking great. And I love that your granny loved Beauty and the Beast. I know. What a fucking great song. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Holy (laughs) shit. Sounds like she was a beauty and not a beast. That's right. Right. Uh, That's right. That's right. Oh, that's fantastic. And you've you've, uh, played the newbie test your very own. Uh, So that's, that's what I love to hear. That's yeah. fucking great, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Matthew, you want to remind people how they can send shit into our, our stupid, dumb little podcast? <laughs> we have an email. It is. We do. No means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. The three things that are kind of icebreakers, which uh, people are still sending in, and that's awesome. You can even send it in again if you already have, because your answers might change. Um, what is your no means no origin story? What does no means no mean to you? And if you have a um, an anecdote or a story of uh, some meaningful experience or memorable experience to do with them, we know in the past, such as yes, uh, but hopefully not that. Hopefully not. <laughs> my God, I'm still well, thinking about that. Jesus. Well, that's a positive outcome to it. It is. Oh no, no, I know, but I just yeah, I, yeah. I was I was not expecting that. No, no, no neither. I was not. All right, all right, all right keep no. going. I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, no, send in anything that uh, you wish to send. If uh, you uh, send in recordings, that's always good. We'll try and play that. If you have uh, preferences to which of us uh, is to read what you send in, if you write it out, um, please let us know that as well. And uh, we will do our best to do it. And please keep sending them in. It may take us some time getting it onto the show, but uh, we will uh, eventually play or uh, read anything that gets sent in. So please do that. Um, please do that. S- send please. us in. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know how we're doing. Um, bitch and Heat moan mail about accepted. our choices. Yes, indeed. Heat mail um, accepted. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. We are, we are a little, a little behind. Insights this. Or interpretations of uh, exactly. songs that we may have missed. So whatever you want. Uh, a little behind the scenes on this. We are now back in the position of only having a few more to read. So we've got a few more. You've still got time. Before you, all, right. all of you, hobble the podcast by not doing your part and sending in your shit. Here comes the guilt trip. So, uh, you know, Matthew is very nice about it. I'm going to play bad cop. Fucking send the shit in, man. We want to hear it. You know, you all like it. You all love it. I, we love it. Fucking, I don't care if you don't like it. We like it. 
do it for us. We're not asking yeah. you to pay. We don't have a Patreon. Yeah, We're not sure. locking content behind our no means no podcast slash Patreon.com bullshit, right? All, right? All we ask of you is that you, yes, you, the very person listening to this right now is like, I don't have anything to say. Sure you do. Sit down. Right. Think about it. Every single person I've ever talked to who likes this band, it's just like drug trips. Everyone likes to talk about their asset stories. Yeah. Everyone likes to talk about their no means no stories. Be yeah. that person. If you've I'm ever been to Burning Man, you yeah. know how interminable it is to listen to people talk to you about Burning Man. Yep. Be that guy. <laughs> Be that I'm just girl. some fucker sitting in his garage. I mean, That's right. Fuck's sake. Who we want to hear from you. <laughs> so, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear recordings, but we'll read this <laughs> shit in our own dumb voice. Sitting in the garage. <laughs> That's oh, for sure. I should also just do a shout out because I did it on the Facebook group, but um, not oh, yes, please. listening to this. So, uh, free. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, this uh, very nice fellow who I had known on the internet uh, for some time, and then it turns <laughs> out, uh, oh, you do a podcast? What's it about? No means no. I love no means no. And then he became a listener as well. And uh, he remembered a story that I had told early episodes about um, not having involved myself in um, some uh, Chinese tradesmen's um, after work durian party. Uh, which, <laughs> and I only say they were Chinese because they were speaking Chinese, and it would have been a bit of an effort to probably involve myself in the conversation. But they just sort of <laughs> squat in there, opening a durian. A durian, if you don't know what it is, is a very, very some people find it absolutely repulsive smelling, um, very aggressive looking uh, fruit it is about the size of a rugby ball and it's spiky as fuck. And uh, some people say it smells like shit. Some people say it smells like propane. Um, oh my God. But anyway, um, Jeremy is originally from um, the uh, Borneo part of Malaysia. So he knows oh. his shit when it comes to durians. Cause that is the heart, the heartland of durians. Apparently fuck there are yeah, like three, 300 varieties or something like that. But this wow. is the one, the stinky ones, the one that makes it, he had things to say. He's like, he could tell that it was from Thailand because it was cut and not allowed to tree ripen and fall as they do in Malaysia. Oh, but anyway, wow. he, he made a point. He's from Montreal, happened to be in Vancouver, and decided he needed to bring me a fucking durian. So oh, my enjoyed, God. We enjoyed a God. durian in, in the garage here. I still have, and I can still smell the seeds. I was going to say, is there I'm still tr- a little odor of Oh, yeah, yeah. you're going to try to grow durian? one with the seeds? You're gonna well, try no, to no, I'm not going to try and grow one. They take... Like, <laughs> Why 30, thir- 30 feet, foot. 40 foot tree. Yeah, um, it's going to take some time. But maybe yeah, if I can get it growing, I might uh, try and bonsai it or something like that. <laughs> there you go. Bonsai dirt. See what it looks like. But the, um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, durian jelly beans. But uh, yeah, Jeremy brought his, his buddy with me who was also a, I, I had had durian flavored things and I think I'd had durian like that had already been separated from its husk. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was trying it and he brought a buddy with him and he was a, a durian virgin as well. Uh, in terms of actually cracking one open, durian virgin, <laughs> and uh, like like it was very very, um, I was. It's really nothing to do with the smell. The taste has nothing to do with the smell. It's really just sort of a challenging combination of things it reminds you of by the time yeah. you get past it. And uh, so what the uh, what uh, Simon there said uh, was, I definitely taste the caramel that you guys are describing because it definitely has that fruity oh car- caramelly. But then after that. French onion soup that somebody put lychees in. What <laughs> the fuck? And that's a fair, that's a fair, fair cop. Oh my god! Wow. Well, that's a great anyway, experience. Anyway, th- thank you, Jeremy, and uh, yeah, that's one crazy. of those experiences that would not have occurred if were it not for no means no. Oddly enough, right? Yes. Uh, best, <laughs> best fans in the world, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh my god. 
That's All right, everybody, we're going to turn to round two. What an interesting fucking round this is, goddammit. Yeah, okay, I like so this one. I got a this, new drink. Nice. What, what do you got? What this you got? is um, Well, the other one was like a sweetened, um, almost sort of quasi-beer drink. This is uh, <laughs> actually a sangria. Oh, so wow. it is a non-alcoholic sangria. It is called Sangria Senorial from oh. uh, Mexico. So I'm going to open that up. This is a lovely sort of somewhat wine. Enjoy. And I, my whiskey was so big, I have not yet fucking finished it, even though I've been drinking it the whole time. So this is going to be a lit round, motherfuckers. All right. So round two here is my roommate is turning into a monster off of Mama, nineteen eighty-two. Now this one up against one fine day in episode seven, uh, and that was unanimous. Uh, one Fine Day is a fine song, a fine song, but I still stand behind that. I don't know about you guys. You still feel mm-hmm. the same? Yeah, way? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is going up against fucking whatever, Lullaby, off of Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy, 1993, which interestingly is the lead-in song to Cats, Sex, and Nazis. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, so that was kind of weird for me listening to the, that as I, cause I always create a, a, a playlist of all these songs in order. So it was really weird for me to hear this song last and keep expecting to hear cats, sex and Nazis. And yet that was first. Anyway, you're doing it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. So lullaby, uh, off of why did you call me? Mr. Happy That one won out against the eponymous. No means no. The mm. weird B side oh, yeah. off uh, on episode thirty nine. Now, Michelle, you were the dissenting voice on that. I was gonna say yeah. I probably voted for the uh, Matthew no and I no. went with lullaby. Right. So we're going I know to myself. we're going to get our comfy little pillows, our blankies, and our little teddy bears. Curl Aww. up for a second and listen to a little bit of this. We're gonna listen to Rob sing us into a state of apoplexy.
contrasting these songs? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, right. Jesus Christ. Like, what, <laughs> there's nothing to relate in these songs. Um, what do I want to say about Rayman? My roommate is turning into a monster. This song fucking slays. And yeah. I think this is the only song that actually starts or has, period, pure... Like, Rob speaks, sings a lot, but I think this is the only one that has just pure speaking, right? My roommate yeah. is turning into a monster. His yeah. eyes are turning bright, bright green, right? Like, that's... Uh, that's, that's it. That's the only time I think we get something like that. Sprekazoid. And then that bass line is just yeah. so... You talk about tritones Ominous. a lot, uh, uh, Strangey, and the, the Jaws you know, relationship. This definitely has that boom, 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 boom. I think there are two bass lines going on here. And there's a guitar. A guitar. Yeah. No, guitar, I know there's a guitar yeah, yeah. line, yeah. but I feel like there's just the dark like low bass with no bright tones at all, but there's a bass that's a little slappier in here as mm -hmm. well. That's got slappy tones. So I think there's two bass lines slappy tones. and a, and a like brighter tones. It's got, it's got yeah, no, I brightness know on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but there's always Hi, that I'm underlying I'm fuzz bass going on. Always. There's the really kind of on the surface guitar texture, but then yep, there's yep. a slappy bass going on every once in a while. Uh, this song is so fucking good. It's so great. I think Andy said this is one of his favorite of the early No Means No songs. He loves this. Uh, he loves uh, that album. Yeah, he, he loves that album. But it, this, this is album. one of the ones that he that he really would highlight as one of the, one of his favorites. Oh, imagine that, singing it! Oh my god, right? Um, oh come on, don't. And I me. this song is so fucking interesting. It's such a like. I I went back and read my notes, so I, I don't I don't need to like rehash what I thought the song was about. But but basically, I still believe what I wrote before, which is this is a very it's it's like a a song about an incel and and a and a and a gaslighter, but written from the perspective of a male roommate who's in the place like suddenly finding himself in the place of what it would be like to be like a woman in an abusive relationship, right? Like, Oh fuck, here's this guy who's telling me not to, to, to just clean up my shit, even though they won't do anything. Who's telling me not to fuck anybody else. Right. right. And, and just this, it's not literally turning into a monster. It's someone who's becoming so possessive and so, and, and such a gaslighter. But on the other hand, it's also probably a song about just what it's like to have a really fucking shitty roommate who fucking sucks and is an asshole. And I think these guys are probably going through that. Reading through the book, listening to some, like, some of the places they lived, they probably dealt with a lot of fucking asshole roommates and total oh punks God. who wouldn't clean up after their shit and would just be hyped up on fucking whatever goofballs all the fucking time. But the, the <laughs> lyrics in this are great. There's some really good examples of Rob's erudition. This... um. This uh, all of his masks are caving in. That that line in all particular. Of his, what? All of his masks are caving oh, in. Oh, masks, masks. That that line fucking haunts me. I love that line. It's so good. It is so good. I I I, I like th uh, there's something wrong with him. All his masks are caving in. It's so fucking great. It's yeah, so evocative. Uh, it's so fucked up. Shout out to Canadian listeners here. It totally reminds me of like some experimental seventies animation from the NFB. Oh, nice, nice. There's these weird. There's these weird contradictions too. Like he says, his clothes are piled neatly mm -hmm. on the floor, right? Like not strewn about, but piled neatly on the floor, right? Like that's yeah. so fucking. Cleaned his clothes, weird. not cleaning himself. 
That's right. His <laughs> eyes are closed, but he never sleeps. Mm-hmm. He's breathing. He's breathing deep. He's got something on his mind. He can't seem to unwind. He's got something right? on his mind. Yeah. It's so like, it's so ominous. And the way that Rob does that, don't you fuck nobody else. It's oh! so like, it's so greasy yeah. and awful and hissy. It's it's so demonic. Such a great, uh, more insular pairing to Red Devil, right? Like this is a, oh. this is a smaller song in the sense, not smaller in its magnitude, but in the sense of like what it's talking about. It's talking about an individual, whereas Red Devil's talking about a fucking Red force. Devil. Oh my God. But there's something very parallel in these songs to me and yeah. the way that they're delivered. Um, and, you know, he's sold the car. He's locked the door. He says he don't care no more. He's drawn the shade. He's shut the blinds. I think he's lost his mind. It's just this gaslighting sense of someone who's trapping you with them. And it really makes me, it feels in a sense like it's a, the reason I think it's a feminist song. And it's somebody who's like suddenly feeling what it's like to be a ma- a woman in an abusive relationship is when Rob says that I don't have tits. You can't talk to me like this. Like the guy oh, who's right, the, right. the narrator of the song is also an asshole. The yeah. narrator of the song is someone who's <laughs> like, hey, I'm not a woman. You can't treat me like this. It's someone right. who's being put in the place of being a woman. That They're far more subjected to this experience than someone who just has an asshole roommate. That's far more common for a woman to be in an abusive relationship. And I think Rob makes that very explicit in that line. You can't treat me like this. I don't have any tits. Like I'm not a woman, which is him acknowledging. If I I did, it'd be okay. That's right. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's him acknowledging (laughs) like, well, if I was a woman, like, yeah, I guess I'd expect to be treated like a piece of shit. Right. (laughs) So because knowing what we know about Rob and how, and how, and how uh, attuned they were to feminism of the period, that's very intentional, right? Like there's an intentional line that he's putting in there. And so I think this is about, Someone experiencing what it's like to be abused and gaslit by a fucking incel asshole and yet also be an asshole himself and go, I'm a man. Why are you fucking doing this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Especially that part like, I uh, uh, I can't believe what I see. He's raising his hand against me, right? Like, that's an abusive relationship. But I'm a man. Why are you doing that? I can't believe you're doing that. I'm a guy. What the fuck are you doing? But that would be expected. If you're a woman to be in an abusive relationship, that was so much more, not expected, but that's so much more common. So I really think this is in in its heart. This is a, this is one of their feminist masterpieces of their early period. Right. In the way that, in the way that, uh, 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 hunt the she beast is sort of awkward. This one is a little more subtle and ironic in its, in its feminism, but Hmm. also musically, the song is just fucking crazy. It's so good. It's so Mm -hmm. tight. The drumming in this, John, way back then in 19 fucking 82, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, yes. this song, the drumming in the song is fucking crazy. It's so textured. It's so layered. It's so never, it ain't right. Man. Never wanting to just be like, well, I'm just going to play. This song would be unremarkable if it weren't for John's playing. I'm not saying that Rob's not great. I'm not saying everything else is not great, but it would sort of be unremarkable were it not for the, right. the texture and the and what John is the lead that John is putting under this. Yep, it's yep. what elevates this from being a pretty good song to being like fucking Jesus Christ. But what yeah. the fuck is it's this? still quite spare playing in in a certain way in terms of it like is. how it's it's it restrained. It it's doesn't restrained. bring itself uh, out in front or anything but like it that. It never not, does what you expect. It's not it frilly. Nev- 
It never does what you expect, though. That's what I love about it. It's not just trying to play the beat. It's never just it's trying to, to carry. Drumming. It is jazz drumming. It's it jazz is. drumming, but with, exactly a punk, what that with a punk aesthetic that yeah. is like, I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy this early was yeah. already one of the best fucking drummers. Yeah, yeah he was like 20. Time. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Wow. Um, Fuck you, okay, so, so <laughs> Lullaby, I adore this song. I think a lot of people will just kind of throw this on the bin and go like, what a curiosity, whatever. I adore this song. I think this mm-hmm. song is so beautiful. I think it's a great interstitial. I think it's beautiful. It comes out of... Uh, out of slowly melting and the the lead into this from slowly melting and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the 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 how slowly melting literally melts into this and there's that deconstruction. one of the ones that's not on the LP. It's not on the LP. Right. God damn it! For fuck's yeah. sake! It's why like the CD is so superior to the LP of this. Um, but that there is not almost nothing harder to me than in any no means no song than those drops of the boom boom where it's just like. John is hitting the snare is hitting the, the I don't know the toms and the the the, <laughs> the, the symbols at the same the tim it sounds symphonic it sounds symphonic how there's like there's how how Rob is hitting these high notes to make this bell but then John is doing this bass bell that's just like fuck it drops yeah. me right into my soul it brings me so present when that happens this song makes me stand up and pay attention in a very subtle way, but it's very direct. There's something about this song that it is a lullaby. It's beautiful, but it's, I don't know, man. This song is like, it's fucking beautiful. I love this song. I just love it. I think it's gorgeous. I think people sleep on this song too much. Does it hold up on its own? I don't know, but I never skip this song. Every time I hear it, I'm kind of like, how the fuck did they come up with this? And of course, mm-hmm. it's a cover. It's a mm-hmm. cover of a cover kind of. of a cover, kind right. of. Right. But it's not like it references other things. This idea, this this turn of phrase of the hero is dead and the children are in bed. And for those of us that are parents, you know that like you read these stories over and over to your children. Normally, the hero is triumphant. So to have this thing of the hero dead but the children sleeping, which is really a time of celebration. It really is this sense of freedom that, you know, everyone's partying in the streets. It's not, and I don't mean that even in a trite way. There's something about the human experience. that's very much like, that's a fucking meaningful time when the children are asleep, but to have the hero, <laughs> yeah. the hero be dead is this subversion, this subversion mm. of a trope that is so buried deeply in us. And that, you know, the lame and the whole I just there's these all these contradictions in this, these subversions of what's normal, and yet a real sense of celebration, a real sense of community in a weird way. I just think this song is beautiful and Aww, and haunting hey. and haunting and and Rob like the way he does that like la 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 like that is so <laughs> gorgeous. It's so fucking gorgeous, and his singing is so like so earnest and direct in parts of it. And then yep, so subtle yep. and soft in other parts. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a virtuoso performance by this band. I think the drumming is incredible. I think even Rob's ability to play a single note, but with such variation and texture and tone on a yeah. single note, the way he hits yep. that so differently. And it sounds like a bell. And then they go into that and just like fucking hit my, hit me hard with that and bring me into it. And the way they raise up, half a step at the end yeah. to give us yeah, that yeah. last verse is so profound. It's, it's, 
it's beautiful. The song is fucking beautiful, and it leads out of what it was in perfectly, and it leads into Cat Sets and Nazis perfectly. It's a perfect interstitial. It's the happy bridge of the latter half of this album, and for sure. Wow. And it's fucking, I just, if you have not given this its due, you need to. As a fan of this album, as a fan of this band, this song deserves its due. It is really layered in its performance. And I think it's easy to overlook it. I think it's easy to think it's simple and basic, but it's, 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 it's in the nuance of what they do at every turn that makes this song gorgeous. And that's, I think it's virtuosic in that. I think it's virtuosic in the way that they do so much with so little in this short little bit. I just Mm -hmm. fucking love this song. Uh, so yeah, there's my round one. All right, oh, Michelle. Sh- yeah, once again, I gotta follow your ass. Jesus. How cool and weird is roommate? It's so uncomfortable. Who writes a song about this shit? Someone paranoid? Someone speaking from experience of what I can imagine being the worst room having the worst roommate situation ever? <laughs> this being on Mama, uh, one of their best albums ever. You can see right out of the gate how musically mature they are and how with just the fucking two of them, they can create an original landscape. If I was at a bar or venue and saw this and heard it, I can guarantee you I'd be paying attention. It's (laughs) so bent and intriguing as hell and made with, like I said, two guys. Yes, there's other instruments layered upon it, but it's really two guys. Two guys. Highlights for me are the don't you fuck nobody else and and the next line of of what's this? I don't have tits. What in the hell here? This is just completely fucked up. And in a roundabout way, this kind of reminds me of dad, where you're invited into the house to witness how shitty it all is. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. I know when I wrote that down, I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna impress the boys. Yeah, Yeah. they're inviting you in to see how horrifying it is. This song is telling a story and it's getting worse and worse and worse. On to lullaby. Gosh, it kind of sounds like cat sex and Nazis with a few example of borrowing ideas from other songs. I just kind of linked it to that. I mean, I know it's not anything like no, it, but I get what you're but saying. I'd like that there's a that referential. They're, 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 it refers yeah. outside of itself in, a, yes, in interesting that's, ways. That's yeah. what I meant. And I can't write like that. So yes, thank you. Uh, Rob really shines in this and he's front and center with a passionate performance. The song is really intimate mm. and uh, even roommate is too, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds yeah. me of, yeah, the, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lullaby reminds me, and I might have said this the first round. It, it just sounds like, and you said this, Jordan, the church bells, mm-hmm. church bell tower instruments. They're called Carillions. Mm. I think I'm pr- pronouncing that correctly. And I think a rendition of a rendition of this would sound really cool. Yeah, both there, of these pieces one in are. Victoria. Is there? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it how, how do you say it? Car- Car- Carolyn. Carolyn. Okay. All right. That's how they always said in Victoria. But yeah. No, that, that's Carillon, cool. but I don't know. Carillon. All right. Both of these pieces are pretty pared down, uh, but there's uh-huh. still so much substance uh-huh. to them. And that's the sign of some good musicianship there. Nice. Matthew, can I ask you to pause for a second? Because I really have to pee, but I don't want to miss what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, but I'm totally. about to die. So I'll be right yep. back. Much better. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. All right, 
Where are you at, Matthew, with these two bangers, bongers? I, I, I liked that uh, lullaby on one side, and then the, the lyric, his eyes are closed, but he never sleeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the other oh. side. I like finding these little links between nice. the ra- random pairings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder whether the roommate is Slade. Whether this, well, is an, this is an internal thing, like these are different parts of himself. Oh, um, you know, interesting. This, this sleeping um, monster. Maybe it was John. Remember, Rob said he used to kick John out of the room. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly can be more literally about the experience of having. I, I think it's about depression. I've been, I've been that roommate, and I've had that roommate. You know, like when I have <gasps> oh, been not, not, not jealous and not abusive, but like sitting at home definitely with the with the blind shut just watching tv and smoking pot yeah. and unemployed depressed and um idiot oh, roommate comes you? home with a bunch of people or something oh. me oh, oh me oh, okay. totally yeah, i'm just yeah. right. i'm just like you know hating myself hating everything um and then this 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 guy comes in and everything is all you know what are you doing man i'm gonna get to the blah, blah, blah. it's like fuck off you know like right yeah, yeah right <laughs> Oh, you've man. been the monster you've been the monster and then yeah don't actually you, the don't you fuck nobody else don't you fuck nobody else i have definitely had a roommate where i had to listen to a series of encounters oh, <laughs> oh my like, god it's like oh christ yeah don't 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 just don't don't bring another one home i just don't i don't want what forgot to hang you the i don't want the, uh, her i just would like to sleep and not have to listen to that yeah, that's that ain't right. That's yeah, I mean, inconsiderate. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I do wonder whether this uh, this is like a part of of Rob who, um, you know, his, his eyes are closed but he never sleeps. I mean, there's there's a lot of like this. This is the part of me. This is the the, the deep brooding part of me. Like everything's in order except myself. Right. I'm not. I'm not clean. Wow. I don't brush my teeth. Yeah, I like that reading. Everything else is order, um, and I'm sitting in the dark room with my eyes closed, just waiting to fucking rip into whatever comes near me. Um, Yikes! Yeah. So I don't know. Um, the 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 abusive stuff. Yeah, I can totally. I can totally see that. And uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know whether it is a story about the roommate who is actually, it just seems so it really turns on a dime. And I, I think just sort of the explosion of suppressed anger more than jealousy. Although, you know, he, talking about his, uh, his eyes are turning green. Eyes are Color turning jealousy. green. The yeah, jealousy. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it could be jealousy of somebody who's, uh, going out and being Healthy. social. It could be, you know, right. your, your attention, um, you know, let's hang out. It could be like an old friend, right you've moved in together and then that friend is like moving on and you were just not getting your shit together um i just wanted to share the rent yeah <laughs> Couldn't happen. anyway um to c- compare them i mean r- roommate is really dark greasy oily it's very spare yes. um despite the fact that the you know the the drums are complex but not complicated um, there's not a lot of Baroque stuff going on. There's, uh, you know, very, very precise, not, there's no fat to trim there. You know, it's right. really, really like well-considered not showing off. It's just what it needs to be. Hmm. Um, both songs really have a great atmosphere. 
they, yes. they really oh, sort yeah. of are, are yeah. connected to nice. per- perfect connection of uh, of mm-hmm. music and lyrics. I would say, yep. Um, yep. "Lullaby" is exactly what it is. It doesn't really mean anything. I, I don't think you know nothing super complicated. It is nothing very, direct, right? No, like it's indirect. It's, in it's what repetitive. It might be. Yeah, it, it could be. It's I mean, soothing. It's a, it's a feeling, not a soothing. thought. <laughs> You know, a yeah. lot of uh, children's lullabies and children's rhymes were about disturbing things. Um, yeah. the, the, the hero is dead. It doesn't really matter. It's just the, it's the delivery. It's the repetition. It's the delivery by a trusted person sort of thing. It doesn't matter what it actually is a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I really like that. There's so much crescendo and decrescendo. I mean, it's it's really just sort of like the, the breathing as you are, the even breathing as you go to sleep. And, uh, you know, because it's no means no, and because, you know, the hero's dead and the children in bed and, and then like the, the reference to dancing in the street and everything like that, you want to, (laughs) you want to find that it's sardonic or tongue in cheek in some way, but for like me, I can't figure out how. I don't, I just, I don't Um, sense it either in this one. It feels so not earnest is the wrong word, wrong word, but evocative. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. There's something different in what it's doing. It's really beautiful, and it is earnest. Like, uh, and there's there isn't a lot of that. There isn't much or any of, of kind of the other side. Yeah, of it too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's kind of hard to believe it's on Mister Happy, although it makes sense that it's connected to slowly melting in some ways because it, it's a bridge, right? It's a bridge it is a bridge. Cat sex and Nazis, right? Like it's a little amuse bush before you yeah. get dunked <laughs> in the pool. Amuse bush, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the drumming is is as I said, it's really just lean in both. Um, both of these songs. Let's see. Highlights. Um, yeah. Actually, I should say that Roommate really does. In Victoria, has a bunch of old houses. Um, the, the types of houses in places like Fernwood um, are probably what, you know, punks and young people could afford. People who didn't used to rent apartments that I knew as often as they would rent like the floor of an old house. Um, and so it'd be sort of oh, old, wow. an old feeling. Um, you might even get the whole house with your buddies, like your punk houses and, and yeah. that sort of stuff. So it really does evoke um, like the, the sort of dank feeling of a rental house where people put flags and dark shit over the windows so you can smoke pot in there without anybody yeah, right. inside. Yeah, right. For like, sure. <laughs> yeah. This um, is of a particular time in one's life that many of us have most, experienced. Most, <laughs> yeah. most definitely. Sure. Every, everybody has had or been that roommate at some point. <laughs> exactly. And not not both. all not all aspects, but definitely like you yeah, relate yeah, yeah. to both both sides. One hundred percent. Highlights. I love don't you, the don't you don't you fuck nobody else. Nobody else. And really, yeah. just like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a snake, like a demon. It's a fucking um, snake. It kind of comes out of nowhere, and that's what makes me think that you know it, it's it's somebody who's just seething of their like irritating up, uh, happy doing things roommate, and then just snap and you do get, get the fuck out of here. Um, as I say, I've definitely <laughs> been that roommate. Um, yeah, and then it just totally turns ominous. Just like turns on a dime, and you know it's it's descriptive, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of weirded out, and it's like, oh shit, that's actual danger. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. raising his hand. Um, um, low lights, not really anything. <laughs> I, I really like this song. I think it's uh, it's exactly as it should be. Um, highlights for Lullaby, I really like that that babouche. 
that really like low sound, um, which I have always liked, but I like even more now that I have built this little room into my garage. <laughs> right. Um, I think I think I've only recorded one podcast with actually having a wall in here. So I am now in kind of an uh-huh. office type studio thing, which is about six feet across and 18 feet long. And I have big speakers in the front and a big screen speakers along all along the sides and a subwoofer and uh i, I put a little chair at the sweet spot about halfway along and uh that's a where lazy i listen boy. to today it's pretty nice um oh, it's nice. not a lazy boy but it's a pretty comfy thing that i got for free off the internet yeah uh, yeah comfy chair <laughs> yeah gotta um, put a comfy chair in there I, I love how yeah i like the little octave jump um and i like how rob's voice still you know it's it's smooth but it does get a little rough here and there i mean they're just a little bit more aggressive at bits and pieces um and i guess the only low light uh for lullabies but it is definitely kind of dependent on the songs that bracket it um it's Mm. not as difficult as i thought it would be to listen to in isolation but uh, certainly you kind of think you miss what came before and what's going to come after it's the bread from the sandwich I especially miss what came before the 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 disintegration into lullaby is so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, that it, it is. is. It's I I enjoyed it a lot more on its own than I thought I would, just like last time. But listen, I did take the time to also listen to it with slowly melting, and mm-hmm. that just adds such a tremendous bit. Right, it's that dripping icicle at the end that becomes its own ice sculpture. Yeah. Right, it's so. It does amp it up like a dripping. Yeah, it's it's great. Well, and there's the the, the disintegration of slowly melting is so great and so long and so its own fucking song right at the end, Mm -hmm. how it falls apart that then to have it coalesce into that ding, 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 Mm -hmm. ding, ding, ding is a real it's a catharsis of this song that you just went through, which is its own catharsis. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's fucking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. It it. It is well served by where it's where it is on the album, more than most songs. The dripping icicle, or just the the, the dripping off your your eve after there's been a storm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I see what you mean by that. That's great. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to vote. Um, so I'll go first. No, we haven't done I don't know where this is going either. Stuff have we? Oh no! Oh, no. Is it round didn't... two? I guess round, it's round two. two, huh? Round two. Oh yeah. shit! Great. Yeah, we forgot the part. Oh, you're right. Listen to me trying to be all rushing through this shit. Um, so Uvra. Yeah, you already peed. Uh, how does this? That's right. How does this fit in? No, I'm not in any hurry. How does this fit? So roommate. Um, God, I mean, it's very indicative of what's to come, right? So these mm-hmm. songs off of Mama, it's hard right, to say where yep. they fit in the Uvra, but this is, this is a song as I already mentioned that John demonstrates his absolute fucking mastery of of playing a kind of drumming under this kind of music that nobody else was doing. As far as I know, I'm sure that's not exactly true, but in my experience anyway, that, that no one else was doing that elevates the song. You've got a, you've got Rob with this, in my view, a very, uh, uh, you know, a feminist song, but also a very, like, I think there's room for both interpretations that it's also a song about oneself. As you talk about Matthew, it's Slade coming out, right? You can be both the roommate and, the roomy in in a sense yeah, uh, right. and that sort of ambiguity is is uh is amazing so i think mm-hmm. it definitely fits in the oeuvre i think this is a great uh, of the mama songs this is one of the handful that i think absolutely presages what comes later right like this this song 
sets the stage for what we hear going forward. Whereas mm-hmm. some of the songs don't, right? They were playing some of the songs. They don't go that direction. And that's it. That's yeah. You get it on Mama. That's it. Or maybe one down, two to go. You hear the outtakes and that's it. But <laughs> this one, this one finds its way at this one it has the echoes so in that sense i think it fits it it it's a definitely one of the strongest on mama for sure for sure for sure um lullaby i mean i don't know man like it's it's a it's one of their weird bridges it again shows like it's it's of their oeuvre in the sense that you're like what the fuck is this how is this band doing this all of a sudden out of what it just came from and where it's going to go to, that is very no means no. But if I were to just play this on its own, I don't know that it's very indicative of no means no, but the fact that it's not, that you can't put it into a box, that makes it very no means no. So I've been very mm-hmm. conflicted mm-hmm. about that, right? Like it's, it, is, it is a prime example of that part of the band. The part of the band that says, we refuse to be classified, f- classified, fuck you. You cannot put me in a box. You think you can put me in a box? Try this one. Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> what what box does this go in? Is that punk? No. Is this uh, prog? No, nah, not really. Is this uh, hardcore? No, nah, not at all. What the fuck is this? You tell me. Right? They're Jazzcore. Jazzcore. Nope. <laughs> ain't that one. Like, you can't fucking put a label on the shit. And so in that sense, it's very much of their oeuvre. But Noir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, I I don't know how how it it's fits. fucking cool is what it's, it is. Well, it is, and that's why it does fit. The fact that it doesn't fit is what makes it fit into its own little right, uh, uh, own little niche. Uh, in terms of the newbie question, I would. I mean, roommate. I, I've never have, but I would be open to playing roommate for a newbie. I think this is a great song. I don't think it was off putting. I think it's groovy. I think it's dark and interesting. So I could imagine playing this over lullaby for somebody. But lullaby, I might play for a different sort of person. If I thought they were more interested in kind of weird sleep, expli- no. If they thought they were into like I'm more ex- textual, I'm experimental, less yeah. uh, song yeah. structures, and mm-hmm. and wanted to hear something interesting and weird, I might play that one. But neither of these would be songs that I would actually reach to to play for a newbie. These are not mm-hmm. on right. my list right. at all. Right. Uh, right. But in the czar rule, I actually don't know. It would depend on the person who I would reach for. There'd be different people that each of these songs would be more appropriate if I only had these two songs, but out of their catalog, neither of these songs would be newbie songs for me. I would have to say Michelle. All right. I uh, accidentally think I read some of this the last time I talked. So don't give me any jib. I'm going to skip the first part of this. All right. So it's just, just, that's just what's happening. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the, what I play these things because I fucked up. And I need some understanding here. Okay. Uh, I might have to play the Chet rule here and probably pick one over the other just because it's more interesting to listen to. That's why I play stuff for people because there's something that's going to grab your ass. Um, neither of these would be pieces that I would play for a newbie. That's That's for sure. But what's the Chet rule? I didn't hear which one you'd pick. Oh, the chat rule would be. Uh, oh, I I didn't say which one. Um, it would be uh, roommate. Okay, good. Yeah, so I figured. Yeah, that one. Uh, All right. Yeah. Matthew, yeah. How about you? Round two. Yeah, I think um, roommate is definitely representative music structure humor. It ticks all the boxes. Um, yeah. Uh, Lullaby, despite being very beautiful. Um, yeah, it is. It is a. 
I won't say it's a curio, but it is, uh, it's unique and it uh, fits in very well where it is. Um, it wouldn't stand very well on its own um, without the context. I mean, it, it, it does, but it is not no means no as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say as uh, important in their body of work, uh, roommate is very important because I think it's mm, top, top two, top three easily on, uh, on mama. Uh, and definitely more indicative of what is mm-hmm. to come. Um, yeah. Lullaby, maybe less so, just because yeah. um, not not without. I, I think it's of a piece. It is a. It's it's great on the album where it is, but uh, it's telling that it was, it was excised with, um, slowly melting as well. Um, right. Kind of right. needs oh, needs it. Um, I think uh, I would play roommate for sure. Uh, for definitely a, a good slate of people um for the, largely for the sense of humor and um just listen more carefully to the to the music I mean, most of the music is r- really brilliant um but most of the drama comes from the lyrics despite the fact that the playing is fantastic mm-hmm. um so it is a yeah i, I think it would be a, a conversation piece i think it would Ugh. make play it for a group of people more Ugh. than one one person um would i play lullaby not on its own uh, for sure um chat roll definitely uh room <laughs> yeah chat roll roommate all right well let's roll into round three I would you the, like chet as your roommate i, I have would. the itching f- feeling this is going to be a, a unanimous vote so uh for me i'm going to go first it's roommate by a million miles roommate for oh! sure is the more important song I think it's more important than their oeuvre. I think it's the better overall song. I adore Lullaby. I absolutely adore it. I never skip it. I will listen to it a million more times in my lifetime, but it's not its not an important element of their catalog. It shouldn't go through over Roommate for sure. And I don't prefer it. I think Roommate is a, I don't know, it ticks more boxes, I guess. Um, wow. That said, I love Lullaby. As you heard, I feel very passionate about it. I feel very tender to that song in many ways. Um, it scratches a certain itch for me, but Roommate is a better song in my view. So that's my vote. Michelle? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say that. I, that, I thought it was going to go a different way with you. Uh, I am also wholeheartedly voting for Roommate. I like weird. I like uncomfy. Very good. Yeah. And Matthew? Yeah, roommate for sure. Um, I like that they oh, both wow. uh, are very, very evocative of a certain atmosphere. They both do what they intend to do, but roommate also tells a story, and yeah. I think it makes you think more. Um, whereas lullaby, it does what a lullaby does. It does not stimulate a lot of deeper thinking unless you force yourself to do it because it's a lullaby. It's supposed to put you to sleep. <laughs> Well, except for that bass drop, man, that doesn't put True. me to sleep. That brings me right into my body. But, no, it's uh, very, it's very pretty. I wouldn't say it's intended to be a lullaby, but it's no, definitely a meditation. I, I, I would like to, I would like to re-petition our listeners: if you've written off lullaby, mm-hmm. go and listen to it again, and real, and maybe with slowly melting, maybe listen to it as that, but really try to hear its subtleties. Hear Rob's singular note that he's playing. And well, hear I can't the listen to it on vinyl. I don't it. want to listen to either of those songs because I can't get them on vinyl. Well, that's true. <laughs> can't get them on vinyl. Can't get them on Spotify. But you know, most of you <laughs> listening to this have some way to listen to it. Go to fucking. That's YouTube. right. But it's worth your time. That song is 
it's fucking great. That's beautiful what you're saying there. But like uh, but hey, roommate wins. So roommate uh, apparently ponied up another month's rent somehow and found its <laughs> way through. Uh, and lullaby, we're just tucking it in the corner and uh, probably covering its face with the pillow. Unfortunately, hello goodbye <laughs> is also waving goodbye while uh, cats set sex and Nazis has lived to uh, convince another incel that it knows the truth. And uh, both of those songs will be going into the finale. And uh, no, well, yeah, I guess finale. I think round yeah. three will be Ooh, the finale. Cat, cat sex can really hang out with that roommate. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, uh, which gonna, one would I you think, pick over those I think two? The roommate is for sure reading a book called "Cats, Sex, and Nazis," or no, watching no TV, or watching, yeah, <laughs> watching uh, uh, Tucker interview Putin, something mm-hmm. like that. So, anyway, uh, this has been another episode of our uh, really super dumb podcast. No means no thing is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting yes. and amazing podcast graphics are by Matthew Kowalik. Yes. Michelle Strangers is our third and everyone's favorite, especially Andy's favorite co-host and official <laughs> Foley artist. Shout out to our official and adorable mascot, Teddy. Teddy. Thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. Oh. I'll be your dog. You be my queen. Because we're running out of songs, so what hey man, I, this is there, there's going to be something in here that's going to be a pants pooper. I just know it. Oh well, this Where is, is a fucking no question, motherfucker. Sorry, but super easy. Good one, oh, but yeah. super easy. Uh, I don't like this next one though. I mean, I do. I like both of them very much, but I don't want to compare them. So there you go. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have our next week's. Michelle, did you see the second round? Uh, yeah. Oh. I'm not so sure about that and one. And those are for. I told you, episode, I know how to Episode vote 64, as as right? Episode yeah. 64. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That first one's easy peasy, pumpkin cheesy. But, uh, yep. But that second one, I don't know. I didn't think about that. A little bit more careful. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't hear the stomps of Godzilla feet. I have to say. I mean, they are actually. That's not true. There's that's the second matchup, especially. No, that first match. Anyway, there's some great fucking songs here, folks. <laughs> some great fucking songs. Jesus Christ! God damn it! Now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, God, oh, Jesus. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate your patronage, although it's really nothing because unless you've sent us something, you're not a patron. You're just a listener and freeloader. So send us in something, send us an email, send us a story. We want to hear from, I don't mean it. What I really mean to say, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, fuck off.